Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy! Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Enthusiasm. That's the key word of the day for the Democrat Party. Enthusiasm. We've talked about it, I think. I think Donald Trump broke elections. I think he broke the way candidates run for president of the United States. Welcome in, Matt Locke. Uh, the Matt Locke Show. It is Monday, so glad you're along for the ride. Trying to get all of my volumes back to where they are. Um, I filled in for 95.3 MNC last week for Casey Hendrickson, who is back today. Um, the television show has kicked off today. You're listening to this after the fact. Um, so that is that. We're going to get that going. Lock and load. With Matt Locke over at AmericasVoiceNews.com. Make sure you head over there, AmericasVoiceNews.com. 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Roku, Apple TV, your iOS, your Android, your Amazon. Um, Just go look it up. Go Google it. You can look it up on the computer, AmericasVoice.News or AmericasVoiceNews.com. I think bounces you over to America's Voice News, but uh, my new show is up there. I'm excited to be doing it. Been working hard here. We're going to get all of the wrinkles smoothed out on that. It's just our first show today, so thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Football season kicked off, as you saw yesterday, from my Instagram handle, at RealMattLock. That's also my Twitter and my parlor handle. Um, you saw that I was at uh, Boomer Jacks, which is a local chain of uh, restaurant-type sports bars here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, the waitress there, Megan, was nice enough to um, get us a television for the Colts and Chargers game yesterday. My Colts went down in overtime. Um, not a bad first game. Uh, normally clutch kicker Adam Vinatieri missed two field goals and an extra point. That would have won it for us. That's really odd. He's on my fantasy football league. I don't want to talk about it because I'm literally getting my ass handed to me. I've got one player tonight, and I'm down 38 points, so he better go. He, he better 
He better score four touchdowns, but he's not going to. So the week's over for that. Welcome in. Um, enthusiasm. Let's talk about enthusiasm. But first, do me a great big favor. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Yeah, I mean, if you're not paying attention to these guys, first of all, here's what I want you to do. If you're on Facebook or if you're on Instagram, go follow them. Okay? That's the first thing I want you to do. To do. Go follow them. Um, Zach Brown. The man, not the band. He was on the program here about three weeks ago. Fantastic ambassador for ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. But they give veterans a mission. After coming back from theater, after coming back from being deployed, after retiring or finishing up their careers with the military, this gives them a, I don't know, a, a, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a group, a way to stay connected with the people they care about and also run a business. It's an e-commerce platform for every bag of coffee, for every shirt, every piece of merchandise. They get paid. They can build their own business. They can go out and be entrepreneurs. It's fantastic. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's S-C-A-R-S, scarsandstripescoffee.com. They are fantastic people. Love them over there. They're fantastic supporters of the Matlock Show. We love them. They have great coffee, which I've got some in my cup right here. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Do it today. Get some great coffee. Get some merchandise. Follow them on all of their social media, scarsandstripescoffee.com. There's a link on my website, thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. You can go over there and hit that link as well, scarsandstripescoffee.com. All right. Enthusiasm. You know, the left wanted to tell you, and they wanted to tell me, that the crowd size of President Trump didn't matter. Didn't matter. You know, here's President Trump filling arenas. He came, I, I remember this as clear as day, 2016. I was filling in at News Talk 1190, and uh, Glenn Beck came to town with Ted Cruz at the time, because Ted was still in it. He was running against uh, President Trump. They were the last two left, and it had made it all the way to Indiana in the primary, which was unusual, because the primary in Indiana is like in May. Normally, everything is settled by then. I mean, you're normally, it starts in January, which we're now in September, mind you. So we still got a ways to go before we start getting to these primaries. And I'm going to talk about some primaries later here. But it's May in Indiana. The Republican nominee had not been picked yet. It was still uh, between Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. And Donald Trump came to Fort Wayne. He came to the Memorial Coliseum. Now, the Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne, at one time, it, it's the arena where uh, the Fort Wayne Comets play. It was the arena where uh, the, de the Developmental Basketball League played, and we had an indoor football league. And between all of that, it probably, before the renovation, it probably held, I'm going to say somewhere in the neighborhood of 8,000 people before the renovation. Well, they renovated the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum back in, I want to say, 2012 maybe. So four, three or four years before all of this happened. And they renovated it so that the Memorial Coliseum could hold somewhere in the neighborhood of about 11,000 in the seats, mind you. I went to a President Trump rally where he had the Coliseum packed. There wasn't an empty seat in the place, mind you. So 11,000 people packed in there. But I'm going to give you a little bit 
more of a rundown here because not only did he have every seat filled in the arena, which holds somewhere in the neighborhood of 11,000, he had the entire floor of the arena where the hockey ring is, where the basketball floor is, packed full of people, probably another 1,500 to 2,000 in, in on the floor. So he literally put, I would say, in my best guesstimate, and this is just a guess, about 13,000 people in that arena. And of course, what did the what did the Democrat Party and the left tell you? Oh, oh, it's not about crowd size. It's not about crowd size. It, oh, oh, and, and we're all sitting here scratching our heads, us conservatives. We're out here, we're thinking, wait a minute. You mean to tell me, mainstream media, that Donald Trump is packing these arenas, people are standing in line overnight, they're camping out, they're playing music. I mean, hell, it's almost like a tailgating hangout, right? People are out there tailgating for the football teams out there in these Trump rallies. And the media was trying to tell you and I that that didn't matter. That you couldn't, you couldn't draw any comparison of the size of Trump's crowds to who was going to vote for him. Now we know that turned out to be wrong, right? We know because we saw it, Hillary Clinton couldn't fill a gymnasium back when she was running for president in 2016. I mean, people just didn't show up to see her. I remember going to watch, and I've told this story before, I remember going to watch a speech when she was running back against Obama in 2008 where Bill Clinton came to the fire station in Kinderville, Indiana. Now, I'm going to tell you, the fire station probably held, I don't know, five, 600 people. It was packed. It was packed full out into the driveway for one Bill Clinton. Hillary Clinton, back running against President Trump, couldn't fill a gymnasium. She couldn't put a 1,000 people in the seats, let alone tens of thousands, and people waiting outside to get into these Trump rallies and these Trump, you know, campaign, you know, deals. And now, here is an article from the AP, which cracks me up, because the left will tell you what they're afraid of. It says, AP, in New Hampshire, Biden lacks enthusiasm to match front runner status. Trump, President Trump, broke the system. And by that, I mean there is no one on the Democratic ticket that can match his energy, enthusiasm, excitement level. They can't. I mean, Donald Trump is an enigma. The guy is unbelievable, but he's a worker. You know, what it really comes down to, Trump is a worker. He has worked hard his entire life. You know, and all these naysayers on the left, well, Trump got all this money from his dad. He really didn't do anything. All right. I would give Bernie Sanders, I would give Bernie Sanders a half, I would give him a half a billion dollars, 500 million. Bernie Sanders could not go out and do what Donald Trump did. Not many people can. I mean, that's really the thing. There aren't many people wired like President Trump. And you have to be a certain person. You know, if you've ever read, and I have, Art of the Deal, you know how Trump works. And he's motivated. 
and he's he's self he's self motivated. He doesn't need outside influence. He doesn't need the media. He doesn't need people to push him. He doesn't need people to help him be energized. He just is. The Democrat Party is not. And now we're seeing stories like this. It says the scene at New Hampshire's Democratic Convention on Saturday highlighted one of the riddles of Joe Biden's candidacy. He maintains a lead in nearly every poll, but his campaign events often lack the look and the feel of a front runner. Now, what they're really saying, you, you have to understand how the left is. What they're really saying, and, and this is what the left's trying to do, they're trying to give Biden a pep speech. They're trying to send a message to the Biden candidacy saying, guys, guys, you've got to step it up. You don't look energized. You don't look like you've got it going on. You look disorganized. You look like you don't know what you're doing. Hint, hint, hint. Let us give you some friendly advice. Pick up the energy level. Now, it goes on to say his crowds are warm, but rarely high energy. His organization is solid, but doesn't always show up in force at key events that help shape the perceptions of political power brokers. Once again, this is the left. This is the mainstream media saying, you know what, Joe, we're in your corner. You know, we like the fact that you're moderate. We like the fact that we think we can push you around. We like the fact that we think that you're malleable and you'll do things we say and we can build you up. But you got to help us out here, my man. You look like a, 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 a stick in the mud. You, you don't have things together. And the power brokers, the people that pay our salaries, the people that tell us what to write and report on, well, they're starting to get a little bit concerned. Because we're watching you and we don't see any enthusiasm. Now it says Biden's team insists such optics are overrated as indicators of a candidate's strength. The former vice president, they argue, is unique in the Democratic field because of a reservoir of goodwill from a broad group of supporters who know him so well, they don't necessarily need to see him campaign or otherwise demonstrate their, their support in public. So this is what they're saying. Um, yeah, well, you know, this is Joe. We can't fix it. <laughs> this is what they're saying. This is what they're insinuating to you. Well, people know him. I mean, he was the vice president of the United States for eight years. I mean, he's been in Congress for 40. People know who he is. So you're just going to have to go off of the memories. Wow. This is the left. This is Biden. And I'm telling you, the more you see him, and, and this is what's happening now. This is, this is Hillary Clinton 2.0. She, she didn't have any stamina. Trump ran circles around her. Circles around her. And this week, mind you, we've got a Democrat debate happening September 12th. We're going to see the top 10 
of the Democrat Party hit the stage. They're all whining. All these undercard people on the Democrat Party are whining because they either don't have enough donations or they don't have enough support to make the debate stage. And of course, Tom Perez was out yesterday on every single television show saying, you know what? We set the rules months ago, years ago. If you can't hit them, if you can't hit the totals we've set, too bad. And you know the Democrat Party doesn't want infighting either. You know, it, it's probably, I would say, it's probably a good strategy on their part. Get your get your group down to a workable number of people who have familiar faces and campaigns that are going to be likable or at least be known by the American people. And of course, you know, the Democratic Party, the DNC, they don't want infighting. They don't want their dirty laundry out there for everyone to see. They want kumbaya. They want everybody to be in lockstep. They want harmony, right? They want to be in harmony, and, and, and they don't have harmony right now. They've got disruption everywhere. They've got no enthusiasm, and of course, the Associated Press is worried about it. And the Biden team's like, ah, you know, uh, we're the front runner. Everybody knows Joe. I mean, everybody knows Joe. You know, he's got a reservoir, a reservoir of goodwill from a broad group of supporters who know him so well, they don't necessarily need him or to need to see him campaign or otherwise demonstrate their support in public. Quote, I think people can be fooled by the crowd size, says Terry Schumacher, a staunch Biden supporter in New Hampshire, shrugging off lots of noise for some candidates. Schumacher compared Biden's support to an iceberg where only one-seventh is visible. But, you know, crowd size didn't matter, right? If you remember 2016, it's the same thing the Democrat Party was saying about Donald Trump. Crowd size didn't matter. Of course it does. Of course crowd size matters. It's enthusiasm, and Biden has none. And we're sitting here, and it's funny because they're like, oh, well, it's like the iceberg. You only see one-seventh of what's really happening. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Joe Biden doesn't stand a snowball's chance in hell. Joe Biden is not going to be the Democrat candidate. First of all, he's a man, okay? He's got the wrong plumbing. Secondly, he's white. Secondly, he's old. And lastly, he's not progressive. I mean, he, he, four strikes. Hell, it ain't even the three strikes rule anymore. Right? There's four strikes against Biden. And hell, he can't remember what state he's in half the time. He's a walking gaffe. And he, 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 I mean, I honestly, and I know that uh, this is probably not, uh, it's probably not commonplace to say, or it's probably not, <clears throat> it's probably not nice to say. Let's just put it that way. But uh, Mark Levin was talking about this other day, the other day on his show. I've been talking about this for months. I think there's something wrong with Biden mentally. Be it early onset dementia, be it early onset Alzheimer's, I don't know. But mentally, his facilities, ain't they're not all there. And I've said this before, his facilities are not all there there. Now, is that faux pas? I don't know. But, you know, they made Reagan's age a campaign theme when he ran and he was 69. I, I want you to think about that. Biden's 76. 
That's seven years even older. And Bernie Sanders is 77. These people are not young. These, these folks are not young. They're, they're, they don't have a lot of stamina. They don't have energy. And you're seeing it today, and so is the Democrat Party. I want you to, I mean, they go on. They say, but after the 2016 campaign, enthusiasm is on the minds of the Democrats. The party downplayed the large crowds at Donald Trump's high-octane rallies throughout that campaign, predicting it would translate into an Election Day victory. Hillary Clinton, meanwhile, headlined smaller events and ultimately struggled to match Republican enthusiasm. And I just explained that. She didn't even match Trump's enthusiasm. And in the end, she got her ass handed to her. Heading into 2020, there is no question that Democrats are highly energized at the prospect of ousting Trump, but far less clear in whether Biden is the vessel for that enthusiasm. You know, that's the funny thing, too, because I think there is a very small group of Democrats that are highly energized in removing Trump. I don't think the number's anywhere where the mainstream media thinks. See, that's the thing. I think the media lives inside of their little media bubble. And they're telling each other what they want to hear, what they feel. They have all are sitting around, you know, coloring in their coloring books, petting their rescue kitties or puppies, you know, screaming at the sky. But they're telling each other that, you know, the enthusiasm is way up, that it's way up to take out Trump. But if it were, I want you to think about this, because this is the problem that I have with the media. If the enthusiasm was way up, so would be the support for these Democrat candidates, no matter who it was. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, they got 200 people running on the Democrat ticket, but if enthusiasm was way up, if they really wanted, you know, if they were really energized at outing Trump, they would be out there in force, in mass. They're not. They're not. The left wants you to believe they are. They're not. And and then they say, oh, well, Elizabeth Warren uh, played to a packed house of 700. And I saw that article and I saw people's reaction. And a lot of people said, yeah, it probably wasn't even 700. It it might have been more like 400. They're not energized on the left. They don't care. Now, it's, it's amazing because the first half of this article I just explained to you, they're talking about the the enthusiasm that Biden does not have. Well, then they shift gears because I think the media has landed on their candidate. And I'll tell you, I thought it was going to be Kamala Harris. I really, really did. I thought she was going to be the dream ticket. And you've heard me speak about this on this very show. I thought it was going to be Kamala Harris. And I even made a... a, 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 Oh, I can't even think of the word. I, I even, uh, geez, I, I even made a statement saying I think that it's going to be an all-female ticket. And I said that because I believed at that time that it was going to be Kamala Harris and she was going to run with Tulsi Gabbard. And it was going to be a dream ticket. It was going to be a first-ever ticket. It was going to be an all-women's presidential ticket. First ever. Because the left worries about this stuff. 
the left calculates this stuff, the glass ceilings, the, the Me Too movement, the identity politics. That is what the left stands for. So I thought it was going to be Kamala Harris and Tulsi Gabbard. I'll tell you, I think the media got a little bit uh, gun shy on Kamala Harris once she started talking about weed, once she started talking about incarceration. Tulsi Gabbard, like it or not, left Tulsi Gabbard put Kamala Harris out of commission. I mean, in one debate, Tulsi Gabbard destroyed, I think, the path forward for Kamala Harris. So now the left's like, well, we need a woman. We need a socialist. We need someone with enthusiasm. How about if we get behind Elizabeth Warren? So here you go. On Saturday in New Hampshire's largest city, the contrast between Biden and some of his Democratic rivals, particularly Elizabeth Warren, was striking. Here we go. A sea of rowdy sign-waving Warren volunteers lined the sidewalks to greet convention attendees outside a Manchester sports arena before 7 a.m. They chanted, Liz, she's got a plan for me as the band played in the background. Now, the rival campaigns, they privately were unhappy. They, they believe Warren, who represented neighboring Massachusetts, was benefiting from home field advantage. Of course she is. She's from Massachusetts. It's right next door to, to North to, to New Hampshire. At least some of Warren supporters came to New Hampshire from out of state, according to social media posts and interviews, as did other candidate backers, including backers of Joe Biden. Now, Biden's team was more muted outside the venue where the campaigns worked to flex their organizational muscle for one of the state's largest political gatherings. And inside, Biden's campaign appeared to get off to a slow start, with volunteers still scrambling to hand out campaign signs as the former vice president spoke. By the time Warren took the stage, hours later, her campaign had distributed hundreds of noise-making thundersticks and packed the arena with cheering supporters. The crowd gave her an ovation that lasted for two full minutes. There you go. See, they're trying. The, the article starts off with Biden has no enthusiasm. Now that we're into the meat of the article, well, Warren has enthusiasm. She's our girl. She's our pick. She has enthusiasm. She's handing out thunder sticks. She packed the arena. She got a two-minute ovation. Still, the event marked a significant test for each campaign. According to Lucas Meyer, president of the New Hampshire Young Democrats, quote, it's an opportunity to show how strong your organization is. He noted, Mr. Meyer, that some campaigns were at the convention site by 11 o'clock the night before preparing for what was one of the largest gathering of New Hampshire Democrats of the year. Meyer said Warren's strength was irrefutable, but added that Biden is well-known and popular across the state as well. The former vice president headlined the Young Democrats' July event, the largest in its organization's history. He says, yet, yet. But 
there was a noticeable uptick for several other candidates who were not Joe Biden, including Cory Booker, Francis O'Rourke, and Bernie Sanders, who urged voters to elevate a new generation of leaders. Now, Biden bristles when asked about his support on the campaign trail, where his crowd sizes are often smaller than his top-tiered rivals. Because he got asked that question the other day. I don't know if you saw it or not. But a reporter said, you know, how, how do you get away with telling the media that you have the loudest, largest crowds when, in effect, you don't? And uh, it says, quote, what I'm trying to do, and this is Biden, is go around from town to town, and I'm drawing as big of crowds or bigger than anybody. Biden said last month after an event in Iowa, uh, that crowd was 130 people. He says, have you seen anybody draw bigger crowds than me in the state? Uh, yes, in fact, some of his rivals have been drawing bigger crowds, both in Iowa and elsewhere. Warren in particular, we're back to Elizabeth Warren, has seen a surge in her crowds, drawing about, uh, I don't know, 12,000 people in Minneapolis and another 15,000 in Seattle over the summer. See, this wasn't important to the left until it was. And now it is. And now you look at it, the left's trying to say, oh, well, look at the enthusiasm. Look at, look at the people coming out to support a Elizabeth Warren. Look at the people coming out to support the Democrat Party. Look at these folks. This is amazing, right? Because now they know. They, they wanted to tell you and I that the crowd size didn't matter. But yet, what's the first thing they look at when they start talking about, oh, enthusiasm? Re uh, President Trump broke politics. He broke it. I mean, it's amazing. He broke the political spectrum. He is an enigma. They don't know how to equate for him. They don't know why, and this is the left, because I'm going to move on. I got another article here. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to touch on here at the bottom of the hour. Um, they don't know, the left, the media, they don't know how to take him because they don't understand you and I. They don't understand middle America. They don't understand why we support President Trump. They think that he's a goober. They think he's a misogynist. They think he's racist. They think he does all this stuff, and they believe they talk for you and I. But we see the low unemployment. We see more money in our pockets. We see the economy doing well. We see our 401ks growing. We see unemployment at an all-time low. We see the things that President Trump is doing that the left doesn't want to report on because they live in their little media cocoon. We see those things. All right. Got another article here, but I want to take a quick moment. Head over to the matlockshow.com. The matlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. That's my personal website. Sign up for the September newsletter. That'll be coming out at the end of the month. But more importantly, you can get over there and click on the Verve Forever CBD link on my website. That's my link. So anytime you click on that link, it takes you to the page where you can purchase the most amazing CBD on the, on the market today. Oil cream for you, for your dog. We're giving our dog CBD oil 
It's amazing. It works. I heard from one of my listeners, hey, because Verve is always running specials. It's a great thing about what they do. And they want you to buy it. It's a great product. But yesterday was opening day football. And since 53 uh, football players or athletes make the team, they ran a Verve 53 special yesterday for one day where you could save 53% on that order that day. Now, they run offers all the time. Right now, I think there's a Verve, V-E-R-V-E 20 um, code they're running right now to get 20% off. They're giving you free shipping on anything over $100 ordered in the continental United States. But you've got to go over to my link at thematlockshow.com. Hit that Verve Forever link. Put in Verve 20. That'll save you 20%. The CBD oil is, is amazing. It's fantastic. It helps with a lot of different things. Inflammation, aches and pains. It helps you sleep. It helps with anxiety. It helps with a lot of stuff. So if you're in the market for CBD oil, which is a huge market right now, head over to thematlockshow.com, thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. Click on that Verve link. That's my link. That's how I get paid. And order your CBD oil and creams today. Do it now, thematlockshow.com, Verve Forever link, Verve 20, V-E-R-V-E. Get that today. All right, so we're talking about the Democrat Party. We're talking about enthusiasm, right? We're talking about how terrible the left is, but they're, they're kind of in their own little media cocoon. Well, I saw an article last night. I was out watching, oh my God, I was on the back patio last night watching the Pittsburgh Steelers play the New England Patriots. And I'll tell you, I think Pittsburgh forgot to show up. I mean, New England just dismantled them, beat them by 30. It wasn't even close. So I'm out there doing show prep, watching the football game, and I see this article and I'm like, wait a minute. How, how could this be? So there's a report out that Hillary Clinton is privately speaking to Elizabeth Warren behind the scenes. Now, you can take that in one of two ways. You know, would I be surprised if Hillary Clinton were speaking to Elizabeth Warren? No, I would not. Because first of all, the Clintons always, and I mean always, have their hands in politics, right? They've got long tentacles. I've talked about this before. They're power brokers within the Democrat Party and all of the higher-ups in it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But would I be surprised that Hillary Clinton was privately talking with Elizabeth Warren? No, I would not be. So that part of the story, eh, it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, you know, Elizabeth Warren is one of the key players. She's probably top three, her, Biden, and Sanders. I mean, it's it just the reality of the situation on the ground so far right now. So, no, I would not be surprised if Hillary Clinton wasn't at least – having a conversation with her. Now, the thing that surprises me is that, that Warren would be listening. I mean, Hillary Clinton's like political dynamite, right? She's, I don't know, boring. She's surrounded by controversy. I mean, you know, we're still trying to look into her personal email uh, server. We know now that a lot of her emails were being uh, carbon copied to a Chinese 
uh, company that is a front for espionage. Um, we know about her husband. <clears throat> sorry. We know about her husband and all of his bimbo eruptions in Monica Lewinsky. We know about Epstein now. We know about Lolita, the Lolita Express. We know about Pedophile Island. I mean, isn't she like dynamite to Elizabeth Warren? I mean, if you're Elizabeth Warren, you're running the other way, right? I mean, you if you really think about it, Hillary Clinton is a failed loser. She didn't campaign in Michigan. She didn't campaign in Pennsylvania. She didn't campaign in Wisconsin. And she lost handily. I mean, that people never say that, but Trump won the presidency handily. Now everybody says, well, Matt Locke, you know, we're talking about the popular vote. Yeah, voter fraud. I'll be the first to say it here. You can't, I mean, after hearing from this Robert Epstein, after knowing what Google can do, after knowing how they can uh, manipulate votes, Hillary didn't win the popular vote. Hell, I don't think she came close. And hence, it's why the left is attacking the Electoral College, right? They want this antiquated system to be gone. But when you really look at the election of 16, Trump whipped some ass. I mean, he beat Hillary Clinton handily. It wasn't close. Now, it was close in some states, but he still won. So when you look at this, Elizabeth Warren, I think she's running the other way, but this article says it was widely reported that Hillary Clinton met with several potential 2020 candidates at the beginning of the year, including John Hickenlooper, who's out of the out of the race now, Cory Booker, and Senator Elizabeth Warren. It says, however, the failed presidential candidate has been speaking to Warren in recent months, according to sources who spoke to NBC News. Sources are not sure how many conversations Warren has had with, with Hillary, and neither has made obvious attempts to make their conversations nor the nature of them known to the general public. Here is what NBC News reports. One source, one, was aware of just one additional call between Warren and Clinton since then. But a person who is close to Clinton said the contact has been substantial enough to merit attention. Describing a conversation between the two is seemingly recent because it was at the front of her mind. Okay, so what we've really got to play on here is let's break this down. Um, they've had a conversation or two. Um, they had a recent conversation because this Clinton um I don't know, lackey or this 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 Clinton source says that it was on the front of her mind. That has clearly not gone unnoticed, she said. And I think she really appreciates that, the person close to Clinton said, and she would be Warren. So what they're saying, let me let me paint you a picture here, okay? Um, here's what I think is happening. They probably have talked maybe a couple times. Um, maybe in passing. I doubt if it's been anything substantial, but this is Hillary Clinton's way of doing what? Staying out in front in the limelight. Because who are we not talking about today? Hillary Clinton. Who are we not talking about today? Bill Clinton. Why? Because there has been. What nots? You know, they're, they're gone from the political spotlight. And they don't like that. 
I mean, they don't like that. If you look at what happened with their Clinton Foundation, I mean, they went from bringing in millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to bringing in not that. And if you think about it, they're power brokers within the Washington system. So, of course, as this 2020 election gets closer to us, guess who you're going to be hearing more about? Hillary and Bill Clinton. And I'm going to tell you right now, I would not be surprised if Hillary didn't put her name back in the ring. Seriously. I know this sounds goofy, but she wants to be president so bad she could taste it. Now, people are out there, you know, I'm watching on social media. They're, they're, they're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on between Warren and Clinton. And a lot of people are throwing out conspiracy theories. And one of the theories I saw was that Hillary Clinton could be the vice president. No way. And people are making fun of it, of course. Well, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren, you know, she better pay attention. She might get smothered by a pillow at night. Hillary's president. I've went down this path. I've went down this conspiracy path because this isn't the first time that conspiracy theorists have floated the idea that Hillary Clinton would be a vice president candidate. This isn't the first time. I've heard this, that they floated the deal that, you know, hey, Hillary could be, it was with Joe Biden, I believe, Hillary could be Joe Biden's vice president, and then Biden steps down and we have Hillary as president. I mean, this is the way the left thinks. It Honestly, it would not surprise me for the left to be maneuvering in some sort of way to try to get Hillary in power, or at least the old guard Democrat party. Because, see, it, it's so funny. The the left, all weekend long, is talking about how the Republican Party's in trouble, how the Republican Party isn't going to be the same party, how President Trump is a dictator, how he's a king, how he's the monarchy, how the Democratic or how the Republican Party's being changed. What they don't want to tell you is that the Democrat Party's being overrun by socialists by statists, by communists, by progressives. And the moderates of the Democrat Party, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Chuck Schumer's, the Joe Biden's, the Hillary Clinton's are fighting like hell to keep the party on their side. The Democrat Party is in an open civil war. I mean, if you really look at it, the Democrat Party is in a civil war. There's internal struggle to gain control over who rules the party. And we're seeing the socialists, the Bernie Sanders, the Elizabeth Warrens, the Pete Buttigiegs, the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes, the Rashida Tlaibs, they're winning. They're winning. They're, they're, they're running over Nancy Pelosi. They're making her job 10 times harder, which is fun to watch. But, you know, the left will sit and tell you that it's the GOP that's imploding. And I want to turn to this article. But first, I want to tell you to get over to CombatFlipFlops.com. It's summertime. Well, I should rephrase that. It's fall now in a lot of places in this country. I'm down here in Dallas-Fort Worth. It's still 100 degrees. It's still flip-flop and shorts weather. I wear my combat flip-flops everywhere. I am a flip-flop guy. I am. I love, love, 
love warm weather. We went and watched the football game yesterday at Boomer at Boomer Jacks. Like I said, we sat on the outside patio. It was 94 degrees. It was fantastic. I love being outside. And when I'm outside, I want my feet to breathe. I don't like to wear shoes in the summer. I just don't. I love wearing flip-flops. I've got the flopperators. I got the Coyote flopperators and I've got the Coyote flopperator zero rise. The one that's they're they're good for your back. I'll tell you, I love both. They're uh, the construction amazing. These flip-flops are so well made. I I'm amazed. You know, and not that I thought they would be cheap. Not that I thought I would get, but you, you've gotten flip-flops. I've had flip-flops over the years. And, you know, you can get some flip-flops that are lower end. You can. And and not that I thought, you know, that these would be, but boy, was I surprised when they showed up and how well constructed they were. And then on top of that, Griffin Lee over there are great friends in the Matlock show. They, they've got a mission. They're bad for running, worse for fighting. They, they have seen war. They have seen fighting. They both were in the military. They both were in theater. They were both over in Afghanistan, Iraq, over there. And they see, they saw the conditions. They saw what was going on, and they've made it a mission of combat flip-flops to educate instead of cause war. So for every shirt, pair of flip-flops, jewelry, whatever you buy over at Combat Flip-Flops, they donate to educate an Afghanistan woman because they believe that education will lead to less war. Head over to combatflipflops.com right now. Use LOCK25. That's L-O-C-K-E. LOCK25. Get 25% off of anything on the website today. Combatflipflops.com. LOCK25. Do it now. All right. So the right, well, the left, actually, the Democrat Party has said that the Republican Party is in trouble. So I found this article last night, and, and I'm amazed at this because I didn't know this. And, and I don't know if you would either. And I read a lot of stuff. I was actually caught off guard by this article. Here's the headline. Republicans in three states cancel presidential nominating contest for 2020. Now, when you read that headline, you probably think like I think. I'm thinking to myself, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait just a second. So let me make sure I've gotten this straight. Republicans, not Democrats, Republicans in three states have canceled the presidential nominating contest. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how do, first of all, how do you do that? Secondly, why would you do that? And third, how in the world can that be constitutional? Shouldn't every state have a nominating contest? So it says the Republican Party, here, here's the article. The Republican parties in South Carolina, in Nevada, announced Saturday that they would not be holding their presidential nominating contest in 2020, and all Republican delegates will be committed to President Trump. So initially, I'm thinking, oh, that's good. There's two less states that Trump's got to run on, because you and I both know. I mean, I think you and I both understand that uh, President Trump, He's going to win the primary for the Republicans. I mean, he's got almost 90% uh, support among re Republicans, right? I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that Trump isn't going to be 
the Republican candidate run for president. He's already president. Normally, there's not even a primary against a sitting president. We live in odd times. We live in the times of TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, where not just the left but the right hate the president too because he's not bought and paid for by them or by the left. So you're looking at this, and over the weekend, you know, this was the the, the funny deal because uh, Sanford, I think Mark, I think his name is Mark Sanford, um, he was the former, I think he was a congressman for, I want to say, South Carolina. I didn't do the research on this because I didn't care, and it doesn't matter, and he's not going to win, but he's the one that had the affair with the Filipino girl. And he went on a taxpayer-funded hookup, I guess you would call it, on doing this. Because I'm looking at a story here from Fox News. I just pulled it up. Trump mocks Sanford for 2009 affair after GOP primary challenge announced. Here you go. President Trump did not waste time going after Mark Sanford after the former South Carolina governor, there we go, so he was the governor, became the third Republican to challenge him in the party's presidential primary race. A day after Sanford announced his campaign on Fox News Sunday, Trump brought up the 2009 scandal where Sanford, as governor, disappeared for days, only later to admit he was in Argentina having an extramarital affair on the tax payer dime. I don't care who you're sleeping with, who you're doinking, what you do in your life. I don't care. It's none of my business. But once again, Ilhan Omar and now Sanford here, if you're doing it on my dollar, then it becomes my business. And I don't want you to do it. And I don't, you know, I'm not happy about that. Do what you do on your own time, on your own dollar, and I don't care because that's what's great about this country. Um, Trump said, when the former governor of the great state of South Carolina at Mark Sanford was reported missing, only to then say he was away hiking on the Appalachian Trail, then was found in Argentina with his flaming dancer friend, I think he meant flamingo dancer, it sounded like his political career was over. It was, he says, but then he ran for Congress and won, only to lose his reelect after I tweeted my endorsement on election day for his opponent. So he's okay. So he was governor and then he won. Trump was referring to uh, Sanford's whereabouts were unknown for almost a week in 09 as a spokesperson, spokesperson for Sanford uh, falsely claimed he was hiking in the Appalachian Trail. It was later discovered he was in Argentina with Maria Beline Shapiro. The affair led Sanford and his wife, Jenny, to get a divorce. In 2012, he and Shapir were engaged, but they broke it off in 14. Sanford blamed the breakup on pressure from the divorce proceedings and obligation to his children. So there you go. But I want to get back to this article on these Republicans canceling the presidential nomination contest because, you know, I'm looking at this, and, and I thought, you know, okay, you know, Sanford has come out. Uh, Joe Walsh has said he's going to run on the uh, Republican side. Bill Weld has said, and not none of them stand a chance against Trump. But I don't know if I was okay with these Republicans doing this. Now, they join the Kansas Republican Party, which confirmed on Friday 
it will not hold its caucuses in 2020 either. Now, here's what I did not know. Here's some interesting history. And I love history. Uh, States have until October to submit their delegate selection rules to the Republican National Committee. And several more state Republican parties could vote to cancel their nominating contest before the deadline. Now, did you know that this is not an unprecedented move for the incumbent party? It has happened before. I did not know this. I, when I put this story up on Twitter, some of the feedback I, that I got was the same as me. I didn't know this. But in 2004, then 10 states canceled their nominating contest for George W. Bush. I didn't know that. So 10 states in 2004 did not have a primary. They just canceled it, and they gave all of the delegates to the sitting president. Now, I want to know how you feel about this. I want to, you know, I know this is a podcast. I know for those of you who are listening, I want you to take to Twitter, at Real Matlock, and I want your opinion. You okay with this? Do you care? How does this strike you that Republican states would not be holding primaries for the Republicans because they're going to give those delegates to the sitting president? I would like to know what your opinions are. I'm not going to tell you my opinion today. Maybe I'll come back tomorrow and and we'll talk about my opinion on this. But I want to hear yours first. I want to see, because I literally, once again, did not realize this had happened before. Didn't know it. Wasn't affected by it. I wasn't doing my podcast back in 2004. So I didn't know. I didn't realize that this was some of the things that could happen. Now, I've got a little bit of news before I get back to this story here as we're closing in on the end of this podcast. Um, I'm going to be, so that you know, and I'll let you guys know this, tomorrow, Tuesday, I am going, (laughs) uh, so how should I say this? Well, I'm just going to say it because I don't care. I'm heading to the Blaze Studios because I'm going to be on the Chad Prather Show. Now, for those of you that don't know, and I don't know if I should give some behind baseball stuff, um, Chad records several podcasts in one day because he travels, he does shows, he does stuff. So um, that's between you and me and, uh, you know, the wall. But I'm going to be on Chad's show. I don't know when it's going to air, but I'm going to be on the Chad Prather Show sometime this week. I think, this week or next. I'm not for sure when he airs those, but when he does, I will let you know. But tomorrow, I'm going to film, for video and for audio, the Chad Prather Show. So I'm excited about that. Chad's a great friend of mine, lives right here in the same area of Texas that I do. I've worked with him before. I've had him on the program. But he's been kind enough to say, Matlock, come on to my show and let's talk. So I'm going to be on the Chad Prather Show sometime this week. I will let you know when that's going to air, and uh, you'll be able to watch it on Facebook, on YouTube. Chad's got a YouTube channel. Go over there and follow that Chad Prather YouTube. Follow my YouTube, by the way. I mean, I don't do video, but the audio goes up on YouTube. So if you want to listen to it over on YouTube and that's easier, you can do that. Now, Lock and Load with Matt Locke, is, is to, it aired today with uh, America's Voice News. You know that. I talked to you about that at the top of the hour, but uh, got that going. So lots of things going on with me. Now, um, just a little side note, little uh, shopkeeping. Um, there will be a podcast tomorrow. I'll do that before I head down to uh, be on chat show. But on Friday, I am not doing a podcast. On Friday, I'm out all day at a uh, charity engagement that I uh, that I signed up for months ago.
probably about two or three months ago, and I forgot all about it, but it's the 13th. So there will not be, there will not be a podcast on Friday, and the video feed for America's Voice will be a replay of the day before. It'll be Thursday's show. I think they're replaying Friday because I am out all day this Friday. Um, it's a charity event that I uh, said I would do uh, months ago. And so I need to do that. I, I gave them my word. So no, there, there won't be a new podcast on Friday. And there'll be a replay of the video from America's Voice News from Thursday. So there you go. I, I want to finish this article. I've got about uh, four minutes left here. Um, states have until October, I said. You know, the move is not unprecedented by any means. 2004, 10 states canceled their contest. In many cases, the state party, get this, has to pay to hold its primaries or caucuses. So if there is an incumbent with considerable support, then the party is inclined not to incur the costs of putting on an expensive primary. According to a Nevada GOP spokesperson, the state party would save almost $150,000 if it cancels the caucuses for the 2020 cycle. Now, Chairwoman Rona Dant McDaniel told CBS News last week that the Republican National Committee does not dictate whether the state party should hold nominating contests or not. It's up to the state. However, Mr. Trump's re-election campaign has dispatched his delegate staff to many of the GOP state conventions where they have observed chair elections and advised on delegate, on delegate selection rules. The long-shot Republican challengers to Mr. Trump are pissed. Former Congressman Joe Walsh's presidential campaign sent letters to all four early voting state requesting instructions for ballot access. And in a tweet this week, Walsh said canceling primaries is what a political party does when it serves a king. So I, I, I only have one question for Mr. Walsh. Were you mad back in 04 or did you not know like me? And secondly, you're a moron because Trump's going to wipe the floor with you. Um, should there be primaries in states? I don't know. Should should states be able to cancel theirs? I'm going to give you my opinion tomorrow. I want to hear yours. Head over to re at Real Matt Locke on Twitter. I want to hear your comments. Should states be able to do this? And should Joe Walsh and Bill Weld and Mark Sanford be pissed because they can't get on a ballot in states to run against Trump? You know, and once again, our elections are what they are. Everybody should have a fair shake, right? So should every state have to spend the money to hold these primaries or caucuses so that the Joe Walshes, the Mark Sanfords, the Bill Welds have their day in the sun against Trump? I mean, I think we all know. I think we all know that Trump would wipe the floor with him. I don't think anything would be close. I, I don't. Joe Walsh is not from Nevada. He's from Illinois. Um, Sanford's not from Nevada, not from Kansas, not now South Carolina might be different because Sanford is from South Carolina. Would he get some support there? I don't know. Would it be enough support to challenge president Trump? Don't, don't know. So there's the question on the tables. We end today's podcast at real Matlock on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram and parlor at the same handle. You can go over to Facebook the cartel mat or the matlock show should these states have primaries so that these knuckleheads can 
primary a very popular sitting president? That's the question on the table. All right, guys, I want to make a real quick comment here, announcement before I'm done with the show today. Um, I had an email over the weekend about one of the hats. You know, one of the autographed hats that I sold to the Matt Locke show. I want to know, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen on a, a regular basis. If you ordered one of those first 10 hats autographed, did everybody receive their hat? Because I have one person so far that hasn't. If you have not received that hat, here's what I want you to do. Email me, thematlockshow at gmail.com, and let me know. If you have not received that hat, I'm going to go check on one today. I'm going to do some running around this afternoon after the television show, but I'm going to check on that. So if you have not received that signed autograph hat, let me know. I will make it right. I will make it right. I'll run down to the post office first and get the tracking numbers and figure it out. But number two, we'll, we'll make sure that it's right. Because I want all of you who ordered that very special first 10 hats to have them in your hands. Someday that's going to be worth millions. It's going to be your retirement fund. I'm telling you, you're going to want to keep a hold of that because that signature might be value, valuable someday. I hope. I think. Maybe. But email me, thematlockshow at gmail.com. Thematlockshow at gmail.com. Let me know if you did not get that hat. All right, guys, that's it for today. Monday, the Matt Lock Show is out. I've got to tell you about this cool show I discovered called Small Business Revolution Main Street. It's a business makeover show with tons of awesome advice. What I love about it is they do it all with heart, not the hyped up drama of those other shows we've all seen. Ty Pennington, the renovation guy, he's on it. And Amanda Brinkman, this marketing guru from Deluxe. Definitely check it out. You can watch it on Hulu, Prime, or smallbusinessrevolution.org. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33.